Do you remember those nights when you would wake up when you were a kid, when you would have a bad dream and you would run to your parents' room, jump into your parents' bed, and the moment you felt your mother's touch, instantly everything was okay? And maybe you haven't felt that calm since then. And especially since starting your business, you're probably carrying a lot of anxiety and stress that are just causing you to be out of sync, hurting your business, hurting your relationships. And yet you can't crawl into bed and just hide away from all of life's stressors. But you don't have to depend on your mom to release that anxiety. It all starts with self-regulation. I personally am on this journey of finding the best ways to handle all of my own anxiety. And I've heard from other ecopreneurs as well that the daily stressors that we go through definitely heighten our anxiety for various reasons. And so I knew it was extremely important for me to bring on Nick. He's a business and life strategist who centers his coaching a lot around self-regulation. And you can definitely tell that he practices what he preaches because he has this natural vibe about him that just resonates calmness. So you won't want to miss a single second of this interview as Nick speaks to the transformation that can occur from just starting with self-regulation. You are here for another dose of climate positivity on the Green Business Impact Podcast. Here we highlight the amazing work of green businesses from around the world that are fighting against climate change. If you are ready to be inspired to take action, ready to hear some amazing examples of how we are working to fight the climate crisis, then stay tuned because this week's episode will be the perfect hit of climate positivity. Nicholas, thanks for coming on Green Business Impact. And I know you do a lot of work around self-regulation and coaching. And before we really dive into the heart of this training on self-regulation, I'd love for you to just tell us a little bit about and describe what self-regulation is and why it can be really beneficial for ecopreneurs. Hi, Billy. Thank you for having me here today. Really looking at what society is going through nowadays and from just normal entrepreneurs to eco-entrepreneurs to you're just having a business or just trying to manage your home. The thing is we are all under a tremendous amount of stress and many of us don't even know that we're under stress and 10 to 1 we're acting from a space of overwhelm, we're acting from a space of pressure, continuous pressure and over time it inhibits our performance in all facets of our life. So self-regulation is basically helping you get from, let's say you're at a 10 because you're really stressed out. You might not even recognize it because you're normally at an eight, but maybe you just feel a little bit stressed, but your eight is your normal. And it helps you bring yourself down as well as regulate your nervous system. So basically you, you move out of your sympathetic nervous system, which is your fight, flight, freeze, fawn response to your parasympathetic nervous system. And you can obviously look at doing different types of practices like meditation and somatics, but Essentially, it's just being able to regulate yourself and get yourself into a base state where you can start taking control again and not have your stress run your life. Definitely. That, that sounds wonderful. I know a lot of us are under a lot of stress these days. And I was reading a study one time with humans, like we put so much stress on ourselves in different social situations or in just our day-to-day lives that it's sure. often comparable to when an animal like a chimpanzee or a squirrel gets attacked by a predator. So you think of that level, oh my God, I'm about to die level of stress. It is 
almost exactly the same as the level of stress, the number of hormones that are released in our brain, the amount of that negative toxic kind of energy that's produced. It's the same level as animals who are afraid they're about to die. Just like considering that it takes a whole kind of like new perspective of maybe I should try to like take a little bit of my stress off. It's like you, you're being chased by a lion all day, except there is no lion. It's this metaphorical lion. And it's your work, it's assignments, it's deadlines, it's expectations, it's whatever it is. And unfortunately, our amazing body is unable to distinguish between is this an actual physical threat or is this just our mind categorizing this experience in the same way? Yeah, definitely. And so what would be your first step of action or something that somebody could try to self-regulate and what you kind of prescribe as that first step for anybody to take? I think the first step is just having that sense of awareness within yourself and just being able to maybe take a step back. I like to call it the pause. And there's a lot of studies done between reactivity, emotional reactivity. If you're able to just pause for at least 90 seconds, you're able to move into a reaction-based response, into just responding. So there's no longer this reactivity in whatever you're doing. And by able to just take a moment and take those 90 seconds and just sit and feel into whatever you're feeling, be it the overwhelm, be it your body feels really tense, be it your stomach feels like it's sitting here in your chest, whatever the case is, and just recognizing that sensation, it helps just bring in the awareness to whatever you're experiencing. And that alone can start the process of you saying, okay, this is where I am. And now if I start taking small incremental steps, I've got a baseline and you'll note incremental shifts in whatever practice I'm going to do after that. But I would always say, just stop for a second. It sounds so easy, but that's the idea. It needs to be easy. Otherwise no one's going to do it. If I said, we need to go chapter three in this specific book, it's going to assist you. It's not going to happen. What do you do when you're driving in the car? What are you doing before the presentation? What do you do when you possibly have an argument with a spouse or whatever the case may be? Just take that step back, feel into what you experience. Definitely. And just bring that awareness can be huge. We get so busy in our day-to-day lives that just being able to take that step back and realize, hey, like it's okay, or understanding why we're feeling a certain way can be huge. Just awareness around ourselves and our body can be a huge beneficial part to ourselves, for sure. And so how do you help clients after they take that first step? What do you do for your clients? Because you do a lot of coaching in this area. How do you help your clients move down the next step in the journey. So you just explain the bit of the process that I work through is I focus on self-regulation. From that point, we look at mindset-based work. And I like calling the last step manifestation or creation, essentially, because if you're not in a space, if you're in survival mode, you're unable to make the best decisions for yourself. And survival mode encompasses possibly some trauma, limiting beliefs, just things that are withheld within the body. And that's where there's a lot of introspection and self-reflection and also just i'd even say somatic releasing breath work and moving the body the next thing is then bringing the person into okay you've gotten the body to move from let's say a 10 to a six or a five so that's created bandwidth in your system to start actually rewiring the mind 
so it can start working for you and not against you because it wants to work with you but unfortunately we have conditioning we all have it in some way shape or form so just reprogramming that updating your system a bit and once you've got your body which also includes your energetic structure as well just the energetic biome everything starts to resonate and align with your mindset you're able to have a lot more clarity with the things that you're doing with the things that you wish to create and find ways to do it with a hell of a lot less resistance and that's what we're trying to do, move you from a space of that. And not saying that this is now it's, it's done and dusted. You're going to have cycles of this with different areas of your life, but at least you've got a process and a way to move from point A to point Z, no matter where you fall on that spectrum. That's awesome. And do you have an assessment at the beginning to assess, okay, this is where you're at, this is where your life is going right now. And then you kind of say, okay, like these are the steps that we need to take to get you to that next stage where they're looking to go. Basically, what I normally do is, because it's much easier to sit and have a conversation. So before I get onto a call with someone, there's normally a, a couple of introspective questions, which is a, a filter, a deterrent, and also sometimes it's a bit uncomfortable. Some say, wow, I'm actually sitting with something here that I haven't really sat with before, and now I'm answering it to a complete stranger, and I'm going to jump onto a call with them. And we start there, and we first just see where you're at, and actually see if you're willing to actually do the work for yourself. Because most people have this idea of, I'd like to do this. I know there's a need, but they're not ready to actually take. It's just an idea. And it's very different when you get there and you've looked at this and you're already looking at yourself in the mirror and say, I cannot continue in this way. I am willing to make a change. I want to make a change because what I'm doing is not fulfilling me. What I'm doing in this now moment is not the best version of me. I can be better. I am more than this. And that innate knowing that driver propels them to actually make a decision in that direction and then from there we have a discussion obviously you look at you start framing out the person get an understanding and if it feels like a good fit i have another conversation for another hour on another day where we really dive in and look at okay what are the outcomes that you're looking for and then we start really seeing what type of baseline you're at and maybe just opening up a little bit about your story just to give some context before you start ideally rewriting it in a way that serves you. That's great. Yeah. And how did you come about creating this process for your clients? How did you get to this point? That's an interesting question. I'd say it, it probably stems from my own journey, to be very honest with you. I think it all does, always does. I went through a lot of trauma, I had anxiety, depression. I was very, very tense within my body. I had a lot of stomach issues and I was on the borderline of Crohn's and had leaky gut and all those things. And those health scares all came from holding on to emotions and ideas and beliefs and, and ideals that were not mine. And in many a case, it's you hear something and as a child, you obviously, you've been molded and sculpted within your environment and you take those things in. And I held on to some of those ideas and they became a very rigid mindset. And that's just how life was, black and white. And only when I think when I started seeing how it was affecting my body and just my mental and emotional well-being, something needs to stop. I can't be taking pills all my life to try and fix something that I've created. So I started taking responsibility and accountability and started reading a lot and doing a lot and eventually got myself my own coach. I skipped the therapy side. I did that for enough years. And I said, let me just get someone that's going to hold me accountable but I'm going to have to do the work here. And that's just really how the journey unfolded from that space. And then I just went back and I was like, what is the medicine that I gave myself? What is the blueprint that worked for me? And that I feel that other people could really use, which is simple, which is manageable, which is tangible, which is practical. Because so many times you have all these really fancy processes and things, but 
my goal was to empower the people that I work with so that they can do this for themselves. And yeah, that's, I suppose, the process essentially came to be. That's awesome. And it's a lot of coaching is about your future side of things. So therapy focuses a lot on what happened in your past. How can we develop skills based on your past? But coaching is really about, okay, where are you today? Where do you want to go? Let's get you to bridge that gap. And what are your future goals for yourself? Future goals. I always find that a a really beautiful question because I feel like every day I wake up as a different version of myself. So I have this, I suppose, a pipeline, but pipeline dream that isn't super, super specific at this moment, because the closer I get to tweaks and it changes, but essentially it's one of the things that, that I've always wanted to create. And I feel like I'm stepping into that space is just having a community of individuals that are self-aware, self-actualized, and they're able to not just take this work upon themselves, but through doing it and meditating and practicing self-care and self-awareness, but just through them interacting with other people, it allows to share what they've learned within themselves and just it becomes this beautiful domino effect. And being able to create a business and have a platform and be, let's say, the catalyst of that change indirectly and possibly directly in those people's lives, I think that for me is probably the big business dream. And obviously just the luxuries of life. You always want to do a little bit better than what you're doing right now. And I love living easily and comfortably. Fortunate enough to live by the sea. So I'm definitely not changing that on my pipe dream. But yeah, I suppose it's more just about the impact behind the work that I'm doing. And it's not really about my legacy. It's just knowing that those little nuggets are able to live on in other people's lives. That's the best thing. Definitely. Being able to have an impact on a community where they are enhancing their lives and being able to grow and expand in their own way and reach their goals, which is, that's really awesome. So how long have you been coaching clients for? That's always an interesting question. Probably about six years I've been doing it. And before I, I even realized that I was really coaching, I was doing branding and graphic design and website design with my partner and she does like somatic therapy and human design and gene keys which is a very interesting range of modalities and sometimes we're able to do work together as well with clients if they want both of us but essentially it started about six years ago and it actually started from business coaching and strategy and that's where it started and then I noticed that none of these strategies were registering within people because they are unregulated. And I was like, wow, you guys look like where I was a couple of years back and you have no no idea. You're going to a therapist, you're going to this and it, maybe it's working to a degree, but it just hasn't hit home and ended up coaching them. And then from there, I was like, this is clearly something that people need. And then it just unfolded from that. So I eventually closed down that business and then just took the skills that were relative and moved it along to personal coaching and now business coaching as well. So that's the focus at the moment. So, yeah, about six years. Awesome. And I know you mentioned that your wife and you work together to sometimes with clients because they would like to have both sides. When was the first time that you guys did that? And what did you see was the transformation that you were able to provide given your different skill sets? It's interesting. I suppose I, if I had to classify us in terms of elements, she's probably more ground or just earth and I'm more fiery. So it's catalyst and then grounding. That, that catalyst at the same time. Most of the work then was very emotional, trauma-informed, somatic-based work. That was the focus. And those are the type of clients to be working with. And so it was interesting. Sometimes we do a session together and we just bounce things off and things would just move and flow. And sometimes it would be separate and depending on where they are in their journey and what, what aligned with our own experiences, if we felt we could guide them. 
we would then say, okay, you take this one. This is the theme for this week or whatever the case is. So you can do the next one, which is maybe on something else. And then we just balance it out, touch base, take notes. And yeah, that's, it worked. Somehow it worked. We don't do it as frequently <laughs> awesome. now, but yeah, we used to. And what do you see as your favorite part when bringing a client through their transformational journey? What is your kind of favorite parts or pieces or nuggets that you take away from working with a client? I think it's just the whole idea when someone begins to see themselves in the way in which you see what they are. So it's you having that moment, it's like a full circle moment and they're just like, wow, this filter is just dissipated or this veil has just been lifted and it's like for the first time that they're like wow i'm actually an amazing person these are just problems that i have just held on to and they were never problems it was just how we are designed and i could just let this go at any given moment now because of that i've got so much opportunity and possibility ahead of me because i've created that space and i think it's just it's that full circle moment that's the biggest thing when a person can do that because it's not me you've got to do the work for yourself i may be just guiding holding a hand bridging a gap but you are taking the steps. So yeah, that's basically what it is. That's awesome. And you mentioned around this idea of limiting beliefs and when a client is faced with some limiting beliefs or do you have any suggestions for anyone in the audience who might be facing some limiting beliefs or seeing some limiting beliefs in their own mindset? How do you help them get past those limiting beliefs or help them identify what mm. limiting beliefs they have? I think I can give you a tip which is very useful just to make uh, something that's very usable right now even. So when you have something pop up, like I'm not worthy, if you uh, maybe shift that into a question and say, I'm not worthy, just add a question mark at the end because you've created an open loop and the mind loves closing open loops. So now you're going to actually start looking for proof. And many a time you're actually not going to find them. And because you've actually asked a question, you're changing your neurochemistry. You're actually like, wow, this actually is not true because you're questioning it. And if you can start questioning things enough, you will unravel those things on your own those ideas and beliefs. It's a lot harder, obviously, than just that, but just asking yourself better questions, like literally questioning the thoughts that you have and not you're taking it as black and white. This is what it is. Opening yourself up to a different possibility or a different perspective. And then another more practical way, but you'd probably require pen and paper for this, is looking at your values, actually understanding the values that you have and what resonates with you now in this now moment. And having a look at the thoughts that you're having because your values basically create the beliefs that you have so you connect the belief to the value essentially so it creates like this little mind map and when you're able to recognize that you can start seeing look i'm i'm valuing a low self-worth i have a low self-esteem this is how i'm valuing myself at this moment and this is a very interesting way of looking at values and when you look at it like that and say okay what are the thoughts that i'm thinking about this that's actually coming from this if i change that value into i'm a really incredible human being and maybe find a, a more specific word to define that version of self i'm a trustworthy person i'm an honest person i'm a person with integrity i'm a joyful or joyous person Maybe that's the value that you're going for and try and define like those top three or five. And you might actually have to you know, change a couple of those things in and out over time, but just look at where you are and take that as a snapshot and maybe do another list. So once you've looked at the bit of the mess that you might have and the complexity behind that, create another list of, let's say, three to five values of what is your ideal perceived self, that future self 
essentially, and compare and say, okay, this is where I am right now. This is where I'd like to be. What are the key differences? And when you start doing that, you'll actually start seeing these are the type of thoughts that I'm thinking here. And these are the same dreams of thought, but look at the perspective. Here, I'm not worthy or I'm worthy of anything I desire, or I'm never going to be as successful as X, Y, and Z. I'm as successful as I allow myself to be. Notice how you can start now seeing the contrast. And within that, you're already starting to unravel things. So it's a slower process, but it's happening. You're doing the work just by creating awareness. And that's why it comes back to that first principle of just stopping, introspecting, creating that awareness within yourself and being like, well, what am I feeling? What am I thinking? How is my body being in this now present moment? And that's really how I'd start if I were to. It, it'd take a bit of work. Maybe you'll need to have a, a couple of pages, but you'll get somewhere. Definitely. Just having that awareness around yourself, around your thought process is always huge. And I know that like, for me, when I stop to be able to think about, okay, why am I thinking that way? Why do I have the perception of feeling that way? Or even just mm -hmm. you wake up one morning or you're coming back from doing something and you just realize, wow, I'm like, really stressed right now or wow like i'm really mad and then it's like, okay so why am i feeling that way should i feel that way or even not putting that word should or this is the way things ought to be or putting these expectations on yourself can be yes. really hard and not always most productive for yourself or being able to move forward it can be definitely really something that i have to make awareness of myself and being able to get past certain things or be able to come back and regulate my own feelings and my own thoughts. So True. for sure. Awesome. And it takes work. So that and the fact that you're able to recognize that there are those things within yourself. And I think all of us do it irrespective. Just you sometimes get carried away with all these external things and you end up living very much outside there and you forget to just check in. And sometimes by taking all these external actions, the internal pressure to do them is actually trying to tell you like, hey, you need to actually come back here because you're pushing far too much. You're going to burn yourself out. You're going to, you're going to get yourself to those levels. Yeah. Listen to that little inkling when you can give yourself that moment of reprieve. That's awesome. And I'd love to ask this question. What are you currently learning right now? What am I currently learning? So I've been, I read a lot of books at the same time. So it's a very difficult question. That's just the way my <laughs> mind works. So it's not a very linear based mindset, but right now it's a mixture between Branding strategy, neural networking. Mm. So I've been touching on Dr. Joe Dispenza's work as well and looking at some more formal white papers and things. And Dr. Huberman as well. He's a neuroscientist. He's actually become very popular over the last couple of years with, with just speaking on the mind and regulation and things. Jordan Peterson, just in terms of just his principles and things that he is currently bringing through. And then just from a macroeconomic scale, which I think would probably be very applicable to everyone here, it's just obviously looking at just the recession and inflation and just how all of that is an external force but it creates an internal pressure if you haven't cultivated a mindset to deal with said pressure and it's what you are allowing in so have you built up a filter system and do you actually have a plan to mitigate whatever is being thrown at you from the external space so just really brushing up on that, doing a little bit of history reading and looking at the historic shifts in the economy, like in the 1970s, 1980s, just seeing how, how we move from bonds being like, this is the thing that you need to go to, to this is a terrible investment 10 years later or vice versa. 
just seeing how to best position myself, my business, and some of my clients from obviously now more of a performance business coaching perspective. How can they better position themselves in the market and just recession-proof their business as well as their mindset? So that's where my head is at. Sorry, I have no idea how to put all of that into words at this moment. So, oh, that's <laughs> no, you're all good. We all are very interested in so many different things and we have different yeah. areas of learning. I definitely understand. It's For me, it's the same way. I do some things where I'm learning about the sales. And so I read some books yeah. on that. And then I'm listening to some podcasts on climate change. And I'm li listening to some podcasts on how to market your business. You're just, you're all over the place yeah. and, and you look at a bunch of different things. I even watched a YouTube video just like you did. You were talking about earlier with the recession and everything. I watched a video about the 2008 Great Recession because he was talking about how this one thing caused the... 2008 recession to be so much worse than what happened in the, I think it was the 90s or something like that, because of the fact that we had this new system that was just like terrible and ended up like killing our economy, which was just crazy. But yeah, definitely we're, we're all multifaceted human beings. And so what is, if somebody wants to reach out to you to learn more about you, what is the best way for them to get in touch with you? You can obviously just reach out to me directly on either LinkedIn or Instagram. It's at one pet, or you can actually just check out my website, thejourneyofnow.com. And I'm there still busy with one of the business coaching site because I haven't really formalized it. It's always just been something that comes up in conversation and I send the proposal through or whatever, and we take it from there. But you'll see that there's working with you or your business. And then you can just read up a little bit about me and what I do. I try to respond when I have a moment and get back to you as soon as I can. Great. And is there any takeaway message that you would like somebody to be able to take away from this interview or last message you would like to send somebody off with? Yeah, to be honest, just trust the innate process of you. Trust how you're able to manage and regulate and do the things that may seem impossible, but it's all available to you. And all you have to do is just get out of the way and just open yourself up to a different perspective. And the minute you've done that, there's already another thousand possibilities that are available to you. So maybe um, that hits home somewhere. We don't know. No, I love that. Though. That's great. Well, Nick, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so happy that you were able to join us on the show and be able to talk about your business, the journey of now, and that you are helping clients really change their perspective and help them with their self-regulation to help them enhance their personal life and also their business growth. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much, buddy. I really appreciate it. And if you resonated with Nick's message during this interview and are looking to explore this even further into regulating your emotional state and how it can help you master your life and your business, then I invite you to check out the link in the description below to get in touch with Nick through his contact form on his website and find out how to reach your goals with much less stress and anxiety. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Green Business Impact Podcast. We hope you enjoyed hearing your weekly dose of climate positivity. In a world that constantly inundates you with the negative things happening, it can be great to take a break and hear some great things happening in the world. Make sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app to stay up to date with the latest and best interviews of the top minds in the green industries. 
And if you are interested in taking your green business to the next level, consider checking out our Business Creativity Mastermind linked in the show notes below to harness the power of creativity and innovation to 10x your business. Thanks again, and we can't wait to see you back here next time for another hit of Climate Positivity. Oh,